Welcome to Wind Down with Kev, a weekly podcast with Kevin Spann, the insurance guru. Each week, listen to Kevin discuss current hot topics with community leaders, business owners, and more. Welcome to Wind Down with Kev. I am Kevin Spann, the insurance guru. Kevin Spann, your host for the evening. Kevin Spann, the Allstate agent, but not in that capacity today. Coming to you season two of my phenomenal woman series of wind down with kev so excited with the guest that i have today going to introduce you to or allow her to introduce herself sabine franco esquire talk to her sabine (laughs) tell the people who you are thank you so much kevin for having me i'm sabine franco i help create properties protect the legacies and plan businesses so you could be safe as you pursue your purpose that's what i do (laughs) um i'm an attorney i've been practicing for eight years i run a law firm entrepreneur all those good things all of those good things and above Mm -hmm. and i never let people get past the business part without acknowledging their family part so i've been here personally i've met your beautiful daughter thank you i've met your husband but i've seen him Mm -hmm. so tell the people about your beautiful family and then we're going to get really get into it sure sure yes i have an eight-year-old daughter who's raising me (laughs) (laughs) i like that i like that that's the way it goes exactly and then i have a husband been married for 13 years now i know i look like a baby but i'm not (laughs) (laughs) nothing nothing wrong with that at all nothing wrong with that at Mm -hmm. all so People, 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 I'm real excited to introduce you guys, not only to Sabine Franco, the Purpose Attorney, I'm introducing you to my personal attorney, and know before you ask, I'm not in trouble. She's not a criminal attorney. Mm-hmm. Don't call her about the charges. <laughs> she is a different kind of lawyer. For sure. So uh, let, let's talk about... Mm-hmm. Um, First, let's talk about how we how we met. Yeah, uh, we have to give a big shout out to MG, the mortgage guy. Yes, uh, we met that. at one of Maddie G's uh, events. Yes, okay. Yes. I think it was probably 2019. Uh, yes, it was. It was early 2019. Yes. Yeah, we met at a at an event. We were both tabling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Showing off our um, our goodies, to, uh, and then um, and then we just got to talking and just sort of developed from there. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you had your your services on display at that event. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was representing what I represented. And then you, Matt Garland, MG the Moyes guy, you guys took off. You took the show <laughs> on the road. I didn't make the travel team. Um, but talk, yeah. let's talk about that, mm-hmm. about uh, that team of you guys mm-hmm. and what you guys were doing when you were on the road, just educating and informing people in 2019. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I remember that it was early 2019 because that was right before really the the, the show started. So we were, part, we were fortunate enough to be part of the DJ MB and Caesar real estate seminar tour, right? And so we were going to various states in the United States, um, I think over 10 states we visited, to just educate um, the community about real estate investing, the the importance of, you know, protecting your real estate assets once you purchase them, um, how to get a mortgage, you know, those type of things, and what's your, what, what are the roles of the, the players who sort of help help you in that, in that you know, and endeavor and so it was great <laughs> it was it was great meeting people and sort of um sharing with them and i think just our presence like the representation meant a lot to them it, it means a lot uh people let me paint a picture for you um queens 2019 we're in a hotel near 
Kennedy Airport and the room is packed <laughs> with people whose intent is to learn how to close the wealth gap in this country. Mm. They are packed into a room. Uh, not only did I meet you, I met people from Philadelphia, I met mm -hmm. people from Detroit, they all came. Mm -hmm. And then you guys took the show on the road and you're going around, you're educating people how to close that wealth gap, how to become right. homeowners and investors in properties. And once you do those things, how to properly protect your assets. Right. Um, I promise you, I was a big fan. Again, I didn't make oh. the travel team. I didn't, go, <laughs> I didn't go on the road with the, with the A squad, but I'm a big fan of what was done mm. and then what continues to be done. Right. So that's 2019. How did you enjoy that traveling part, just taking your show on the road and talking to people in other states about what you do? Um, it was incredible. It There was a lot of love, you know, a lot of, um, like, they really received it, you know, and it opened up my eyes to just, like, the world is so much bigger than where we are, you yes. know what I mean? And then, you know, people are people, you know, all over the place. Like everybody needs something, everybody's looking. And it kind of opened my eyes also to like, you know, people of color are often forgotten about when we're talking about wealth, when we're talking about protecting your wealth and generational wealth. And they're, they're not looking to be forgotten about, you no, know what I mean? No. Like they're looking to be educated. They're looking to find out what's going on. Um, so it was just incredible to have something to share, you know. And the information is received differently when it comes from someone looks like you, talks like you, right. can explain it to you, and that you can have a conversation, an uncomfortable conversation about what you haven't done. Like right. Janine, I would love to do it, but my credit score is X, and my right. savings is Y, and I have this issue or that issue. Yeah. Um, did you have experience in educating people, and then fast forward two years where people have reached back and say, thank you, Sabine, you know, yeah. thanks to you, I've done that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, people are always reaching out and saying thank you, and um, like you said about being being able to explain it to them and coming from someone who looks like them, you know, a lot of times they would be intimidated, mm -hmm. you know, having to, just because you say you're a lawyer, you know, they're like right all of away. a sudden intimidated, you know, but I think that, you know, that open up, opening up that dialogue and making, making the information available to people made them more comfortable. Like, okay, this is normal. Like people go through this, you know, and there's a way to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. And everybody's going through something. Everybody has some kind of issue. Right. And, uh, so people get uncomfortable when you introduce a lawyer. So that's why I open with that. And, um, right. Our community, usually when someone hears about a lawyer, mm -hmm. unfortunately it's because they're in a bad situation. They're getting yes. out of trouble. Um, your type of law is very, very different. Correct. You help people get into good trouble <laughs> right. in a really positive way. You help people get into mm. good trouble. So normally people on the, on the podcast, mm. I try to spend time with the appetizers and, you know, real five-course meal and take it slow and build it up. Right. But there's so much content that we have to jump into right here today. Okay. Um, I'm just going to dig in and I want to talk about mm. your specialties. Okay. Your specialties from... Uh, me following you, being a fan, and you being my attorney. Mm -hmm. Why don't I start off personally with exactly where, how you became my attorney? Okay, sure. Number one, from that meeting in 2019. Yeah. Number two, COVID kicks in in 2020, mm -hmm. and everything stops. Mm -hmm. um, we're losing people this time a year ago, mm -hmm. very fast. Mm -hmm. And it's a time where I think everyone was rightfully afraid, am I next? And to put your affairs in order before it's too late. Yes. 
This is something I thought about for a long time, mm -hmm. and because of meeting you, <laughs> watching you, educating, and making people aware, my wife and I came and sat with you, and you yes. took care of our will and trust. Yes. So right. let's talk about wills and trust and why people should do that. Okay, sure. So, all right, so planning gives you the opportunity to say exactly what you want to happen with your affairs, right? So not only it gives you that opportunity, but it also offers security for your family because I can't tell you how many people in going, you know, traveling and doing that, you know, real estate tour, how many people I met who was like, you know, my mom had this property, but she left it in somebody else's name and she passed away. Or I got inherited a property, you know, I inherited a property when I was young, but I didn't know what was happening I signed it over to somebody else you know or grandma got manipulated and someone took her property so that that's a security that you offer because now you're putting something in place and usually predators when they see like properties in a trust or something like that they know that somebody intentionally protected that asset protected right? protected from them so let me let me interrupt you right there you yeah. said you said a lot right there, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a generation of people before us that worked hard, mm -hmm. that came from the South, that came from the Caribbean, they worked hard, they bought properties, and their intent in their mind was that their children and their children's children will yeah. have it. Mm -hmm. In their mind, they had a plan for generational wealth, mm -hmm. but they may not have had the right documents in place, correct? Correct, absolutely, and that's the thing. I guess there's just like a lot of misinformation, so people think that there's there's a way to do it that's not really the proper legal way to do it, and therefore they failed to plan or their plan failed, you know, what they intended. So having a will in place does allow you to make that plan, right? It does allow you to say who you want your assets to go to and everything like that. However, there's also cost and time and risk, I would say, associated with just having a will because your family still has to go through court right? Absolutely. Sometimes it's just too much for them. Sometimes they're overwhelmed. Sometimes it's costly. You know, they, ha they might have to hire a lawyer. So things like that make it challenging if you only have a will. And a lot of people think that if you have a will, you don't go to court. Absolutely. Right? So that's why a trust now comes into play. It's a, it's a lot more attractive. One, you get to keep your information private, right? Nobody knows what's going, you know, to your, to your loved ones. Um, not only that, uh, it takes it out of the whole court process. You don't have to go to, your family doesn't have to go to court as long as no one drags it into court, you know? Um, and then it gives you the ability to even leave um, assets in trust to your children for a particular point in time that you deem you know, more appropriate for them. So. Absolutely, you can handpick an age when they're 21, when they're 25, when they get married, when they finish school. You can right. dictate that as opposed to allowing the state to make that decision. I know in my family, mm -hmm. um, I had an uncle who was single. Okay. He owned investment properties in Brooklyn. He owned property in South Carolina. Okay. And he had written a will to leave it to 14 to 15 different family members that he wanted oh. to have okay. some of his money. The money was delayed and his wishes were delayed for two years because mm -hmm. of probate, because of not having the things in place, exactly what you're talking about that right. avoids that whole 
public process of challenging things. Right. Not only that, because he had property in two different states, now you're talking about two separate probate processes, right? And so with the trust, you could have said, he could have said, you know, I want the property remain in trust and the family members just benefit from the income, all 15 family members, or let's sell the property, divvy it up, and then often, but there would have been no need for separate probate processes. So, mm -hmm. so, so people that's listening to this, real simple, if you own property, mom owns property, dad, auntie, uncle, grandma, mm -hmm. you need to be in a conversation about how do you want to give that to the next generation? It's an uncomfortable right. conversation. It is. Because <laughs> parents don't like to separate their kids and say, love all the babies equally, but mm -hmm. this baby's acting up right now. Um, <laughs> Those things need to be done. And let's do that hypothetical. Mm -hmm. Let's say four children. Right. One of them is acting up. So today the parents want to leave it to the three children. Mm -hmm. Once someone sets up their will and trust, do they have the ability to come back to you and say, you know what, mm -hmm. when we came, you know, three years ago, Junior wasn't in a good space, but he's saved, he's working, he has right. a family now. <laughs> Can we include him? Can we include him now? Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, there are different types of trusts where you could lock things up, right? But generally, for young people, or unless you're really um, getting to your advanced age or you have a particular reason why it needs to be locked up, you can change it. You can make changes. So you could say, the child that I know today, I need to plan in this particular way. But yes. then as people grow and evolve, you could certainly come back and um, and make changes and update. In fact, we encourage that because they, there may be things in your life when you were, you know, in your when you first planned that changes. You know, it could be next year. You know, things could change. So we encourage our clients to, you know, let us know when there are changes that that are going on in their life, so that we can make sure that their plan works the way they want it to work. Absolutely, yeah. and that's and that's the bottom line. The way they want it to work as opposed to the way that the state may say that it Correct. works because it doesn't matter what state you live in, doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican, mm -hmm. I don't know anybody that agrees with how the government should spend their money as opposed to <laughs> their hard work and their, and their personal wishes. Okay, yeah. so we touched on the, the, some of the steak, some of the lobster. <laughs> um, let's, let's talk about something you've been on real heavy lately. Mm -hmm which is trademarks and copyrights. Yeah. Why is that important? Well, first, mm. let's explain it to me like a two-year-old. Okay. Uh, what's <laughs> a copyright and what's a trademark? Okay. So let's start with copyright. So copyright is the registration of your rights in something that you created with your mind. So I'll say those two things, copyright and trademark, fall under intellectual property. So intellect, something you create with your mind, right? Uh, <laughs> From here. I love it, I love From it. Here. So, so a copyright is something that you create. So it could be a, a written work. It could be a work of art, so something, a drawing or something like that. It could be choreography, um, you know, so it's something you create. It could even be coding. If you have a special coding that's, you know, you can have that protected, actually registered. So when you create it and you actually write it down or record it, Inherently, it has a copyright, but in order to maximize your rights and your right to police against it and to prove when you created it, you want to register it. Very similar to music. If I yes, write music a song, also. I need to have that song copywritten Correct. so I can get the credit. So if someone else publish it or I hear my song on the radio, I have a legal position as right. opposed to just being upset about it. Correct. Absolutely. And and um, and the and the reason why you do that is is exactly what you said in order to protect it. And 
you know, people are creative and we do things all the time and we don't know or think that they're of value. But these laws were created very long ago. And there's been people who know what the value is of copywriting and trademarking and they've been making money off of creative people who, do, who don't know their rights or haven't been, you know, privy to their rights. And that's why I emphasize, you know, doing that. So you tapped into a sore spot for me. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about hip hop music. Okay. okay? Yeah. Now, I know you like music. Yes. I see, uh, I see your reels, I see your videos, I see, I see you getting it in. Right. Um, when I speak to people younger than me, which most people in the whole world are right now, um, I talk to them about what we didn't do with hip hop. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Jay-Z and Puffy and everybody that, you know, made right. that billionaire yeah. category and made it right. Mm -hmm. But everything that was done in my youth, we don't own it. Mm -hmm. We don't own it. Mm -hmm. Dougie Fresh, I don't believe, has the human beatbox mm -hmm. copywritten. Mm -hmm. uh, other people that created dances, they don't have it copywritten. So Correct. anybody can do the Cabbage Patch whenever they want and they don't have right. to pay, right? Right, exactly. Uh, so um, what do you think of 2020 was a year of great creativity, mm -hmm. a lot of new business owners, people... Can Stay I tell home. you a, a statistic? Please. So the trademark office normally gets 600,000 applications a year. Last year they got 900,000. 900,000. Yes. So a massive increase. Massive increase. And people trademarking new things that you did. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have, I have a friend of mine. Uh -huh. I won't mention any names. He just started his own business. He has... Okay. Personalized hand sanitizers, okay. and they're great. They have a great <laughs> aroma to it. Okay. Is that something he should trademark so he doesn't walk in the store one day and see that it's being sold by Walgreens or CVS? Or yeah, correct. So I'll, let me explain trademark then. So a trademark is basically going to be the source of your good. So what it's what it what it is is whatever's facing your consumer that's bringing them back to your good or your service. That is what you want to trademark. So it's your brand. You know. Know, the brand so if you create a product you certainly want to you know and you create a brand around it the name the the color or sometimes the aroma but that may be something that you have to develop over time but you want to protect that so what you're doing is you're also registering that with the trademark office and they're saying okay you have the exclusive right to use that name or that design on if it's hand sanitizers on hand sanitizers right and if you want other if you want other categories then you have to also protect in those other particular categories but absolutely your friend should protect their products when, when i see him i'm gonna talk to him okay <laughs> um so i wanted to have fun with that a serious yeah. topic because People are doing so many, so many things. We talked mm -hmm. about copyrights. We talked about trademarks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, people call me all the time because they're starting a new business mm -hmm. and they want to get business insurance. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing I say to them is, have you talked to your attorney, your CPA, about how your business is going to be set up? Okay. Now, mm -hmm. Kevin, I just want to sell stuff. I just want to open a store. But I said, yeah, but you have to see them first. I'm last. Okay. okay. I'll give you the insurance last. Right. Talk about how hiring an attorney can help you keep money in your pocket. Sure, sure. Yeah. So hiring an attorney can help you keep money in your pocket by 
first selecting the proper structure. So a lot of times people start businesses, and I get it because sometimes they're not sure. Sometimes they're like, I'm just trying this thing, and all of a sudden they have a business and they didn't realize mm -hmm. <laughs> that they were in business. Absolutely. Um, but at some point you want to have a proper structure because one, you're going to end up paying like less taxes if you're structured the right way. Especially for, um, I know for instance, um, real estate agents have this thing where, because they get like influx of money at times, and Absolutely. if they're not structured in the proper way, they end up paying more taxes than they than they needed to. Um, another reason why you want to hire an attorney is because the proper contracts, right? Uh, absolutely. To protect the relationships of individuals that you're getting into business with or other businesses or your suppliers or depending on your business if you have employees. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, avoiding mistakes <laughs> and, Absolutely. and avoiding expenses that comes with getting your proper foundation in place. I believe a little bit of counsel goes a, a long, long way. way. Just does. spending a little bit of money on the front end helps you save a whole lot of money on the back end, yeah. uh, such as being um, incorporated as opposed to being a sole proprietor and really Correct. talking to an attorney about what are the tax differences between those two things? It's, right. it's, it's massive, it's, it's night and day. We right. just had a uh, reported billionaire in office for a period of time who oh, wow. has paid less taxes exactly. than uh, <laughs> any of the rest of us. So right. um, I, that's not something I begrudge, it's something I wanna learn from. Right. If there are laws that I don't know, I need to have the best lawyer, I need to have the best accountant to educate right. me so I can do things the the right, right way. Right. Yeah, and then that's the thing. So what he does is plan. Yes. Like he plans. He he doesn't well, I I hear that he doesn't like to pay his bills, but <laughs> <laughs> but I know he pays his attorney. There you go. There you go. But yes, that's that's the thing. You want to um, plan and get ahead of it, just like insurance, right? Absolutely. Like insurance is just in case. You're yes. not going to drive your car without insurance, or you shouldn't. Right. And so, why do you want to run a business, put your time, your sweat, and all that equity into it, and you haven't protected yourself? Absolutely, that right. makes perfect. That makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. Right. So we, we've touched on a couple of areas. Yeah. Um, but I was reading your bio before coming. Uh -huh. Your background before starting your own firm. You actually worked in real estate before you spun on your own. So talk yes. about your your background, about what you did. Mm. Maybe even let's, let's talk before you became a lawyer. What did you do before you became a lawyer? Now, did yeah. you take the, let me ask a question people are wondering, did you take <laughs> the straight path, high school, college, no, went to law school? My my path is, um, I guess, jagged. Is <laughs> 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 it so, um, so okay, so I I grew up in Queens in okay. Rosedale. I went to inner city schools. Okay. My parents are immigrants. Okay. Well, they're citizens now, but you know, um, and just didn't know, you know, opportunities and didn't really have that kind of direction. So I kind of just went to school just like everybody else, just because like that was the thing. Um, and then my cousin, when I was about to graduate high school, my cousin works for a mortgage company. Okay. She's like, oh, we're looking for like a receptionist and things like that. So. I went and, and I was working there and that's how I got introduced into the mortgage industry. Okay. Yeah, so that, you know, I worked supported loan officers. I moved on to another company. I was a loan processor. And then I was an executive assistant for um, a branch manager. Okay. So, you know, I kind of did all those things. And then um, I got to a point where I was just like, I don't think I want to keep doing this. <laughs> okay, okay. That point that point gets there, that arrives. Right, yeah. So I just felt like there was more. You know, I was just like, oh, there's, there's, probably, there's just more. I was a little bit impatient. 
you're, you're handling the paperwork, you're making the office run, mm -hmm. you're getting a glance at those commission checks, and you're looking at your checks, and you're like, right. hmm, one of these is heavier, but I'm doing right. all the heavy lifting. Exactly. I need, I need that. Yeah. And I was just, you know, when you're when you're young, I was in my early 20s, you're just not sure what you want to do, you know? So I went and I worked for a, a venture finance company after that, which was, it was cool. It was good, you know good learning okay um but i just also didn't feel fulfilled so it was okay. just like this is probably not my end all and i knew i wanted to be a lawyer i didn't really know what that meant okay. <laughs> you okay. know information wasn't what it is now i got you um but i was just like yeah i'm gonna go to law school <laughs> wow <laughs> now while you're working all along you're while you're working as a receptionist loan office mm -hmm. you're going to school you're taking classes at yeah. night the whole time yeah where you where are you taking classes at i was going to suny farmingdale so at okay. first, yeah first i was at john jay in the city okay then 9 11 happened and i was like yeah i don't want to be in the city anymore <laughs> <laughs> so i went um i went out to long island so i went to suit the state university okay um farmingdale and then uh, Farmingdale, okay, yeah. so you wrap up Farmingdale, you're working and going to And going to, to college. School. That's a jewel Full right time, there. both. That's a jewel, that's a jewel <laughs> right there, people. Balancing both things, thinking of a dream, not really knowing. Mm -hmm. Not really knowing. Mm -hmm. You wrap up at Farmingdale, what's the next move? So I wrap up at Farmingdale, um, that was, so when I wrapped up at Farmingdale, that's when I went to work for the, that's when I was the executive assistant to the branch manager. And then after that, I went to the venture finance firm. So I had already had my degree and I, it could have been a career, you okay. know, okay. Um, but I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> not willing to settle, not speaking to you in your spirit that yes. this is where I belong and this is what I want to do. Correct. Okay. Correct. You got to listen to that voice. Yes. And that's what I did. I mean, when I, when I took the LSAT and when I applied, I was like, God, if you want me to be a lawyer, then I'll be a lawyer. Okay. If not, you know. Okay. Yeah. And so it happened. You took the LSAT. You you knock it out. It don't just happen <laughs> like that. That's that's hard work. I'll make you laugh. When I yeah. met my wife, I was studying for the LSAT. I oh, just okay. finished school. Mm -hmm. uh, did well on the LSAT. Okay. And then I was thinking about law school and her. And uh, law school yeah. and her. And chose her. So very happy with the decision. Hindsight, great yeah, decision. You made a great decision. But, but you, you kept going. You yeah. go to law school. Mm -hmm. You become a lawyer. What's your first job as a lawyer? So my first job, I worked for a firm um, out here on Long Island. And I was there. It was really only like a temporary position for six mm -hmm. months. Because um, 2008 happened. Everything, <laughs> crashes. Everything crashes. So 2011, 2012. Well, I graduated in 2011, took the bar. So I'm looking for a job by the end of 2011. So things are starting to get back to normal, but still very challenging. Um, so I, I got a, a job. I worked there for six months. I knew it was temporary. And then I was like, um, oh, then I got pregnant with my daughter. Beautiful. <laughs> Extra motivation. Extra motivation. So in that transition, it was like, look for another job or... Like, what are you going to do? Because you're about to have a baby. So I decided to just go out on my own. Okay. As I was going through, you know, that particular transition. Not that that's the easy route. I don't even know that's why. Not, I uh, that's the it's, easy a, route. It's, it's a faith walk. So how much did faith play in your decision to. Oh my God. Everything. Everything? Faith okay. was everything in my decision. Like, literally, I was leaning on God for everything because it didn't make sense. It wasn't the path <laughs> that you take. <laughs> How many lawyers did you know that looked like you that had their own practice that mentored you at that time? Um, not, not many. Um, lawyers that mentored me did not look like me. Okay. So I knew of lawyers that had their own practice, but I didn't get that 
warm welcome that let me help you, let me, you know, um, hold your hand or show you the way. There wasn't that. You know, like now I feel like people, because of media, there's so much more community, Mm -hmm. you know, but there wasn't back then. Instagram wasn't what it was. Not as easy to find someone like you that's educating and creating awareness every day. So you're on your own. So if anybody's listening to this, you're thinking of a big idea. You don't Mm -hmm. have that immediately in your family, your immediate circle, Mm -hmm. or you're being mentored by others. And God knows I've been mentored by everyone in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You can still do it. Yeah. You You can can still still do do it. it. You can still do it. Yeah. Like I just um, took a lot of CLEs, you know, continuing legal education, spoke to other lawyers um, and, um, you know, just just studied, you know, and and along the way, I started to get good. (laughs) (laughs) I started to get good at it. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Fast forward, we're in year eight or year nine. We're in year eight. Year eight. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's awesome. Thank that's, you. That, I mean, that, that, that's awesome um, to to start mm-hmm. on faith at the time when you have a newborn baby yep. and build yep. a business to grow it to mm-hmm. have a phenomenal following. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, we're in your office. We're in a beautiful conference room, <laughs> cherry wood table. <laughs> right. um, hard work pays off. Mm-hmm. So, bring to the way I started. Yeah. You had a strong background in real estate law before yeah. you got into the real estate part which yes. made the easy connection that to the MG, to mm-hmm. DJ Envy. You are a person, if anyone is closing mm-hmm. on a property, residential, commercial, business, mm-hmm. you're the person they should talk to. Yeah, so we're focused more on commercial these days, okay. but um, I have a strong network. Okay. So if anybody wants, or if they, I still do consultations for people if they're like investors and they're looking to figure out, but I'm focused more on helping them protect their assets at, you know, at this t- time. So real estate, Investors, owners, um, people who want to, they're still my, my client base, right? Because they have other needs that need to be serviced. Okay, yeah. excellent. If you're, if you're investing in real estate, yeah. you have assets, you need the will and trust, you right. need to pass it on. Right. Um, and I find being an entrepreneur, um, most people are serial entrepreneurs. They can't stop. You start one yeah. business <laughs> and then you keep going. Yeah. You keep yeah. going. It's just that creativity in you that wakes you up every day, keeps mm-hmm. you driving, keep you going. Absolutely. Yeah. I find that all the time. Like clients are always like, I have this new business, so I'm going to joint venture with someone else or, you know, things like that. So there's always something. <laughs> it's, uh, and that's, and you talk about joint business mm-hmm. ventures, partnerships, LLCs, mm-hmm. people get a lawyer. Yeah. Please don't do it on a, a handshake. <laughs> not say anything about your family, not say anything about your, <laughs> right. about your friends, but talk to a lawyer. So not only do you set up on the front end of how you're going to get the business together, right. but let's talk about how we're going to break up if it doesn't work out. Yes, that's a very, that's, I'm glad you said that because that's a very important conversation to have from the outset. I actually started off with a partner in my firm okay, okay, okay. <laughs> when we first started, but we had, you know, we didn't see eye to eye. And so we ended up, um, you know, separating. And so I know intimately the importance <laughs> of you having everything written down and and having those you know emotions and things come up in the beginning while you guys are still happy and there are no real issues you know um, so that you could work through them and then have that have that in writing. Business partner is a marriage. A marriage, uh, being married 35 years. Awesome. <laughs> uh, marriage is two people trying to see everything as one. Mm-hmm. And that's a constant work. It doesn't stop. It's a beautiful thing. Right. I like that. That's a very it's nice. It's two people <laughs> trying to see it as one. Mm-hmm. And then in business. Me personally, not to discourage any partnerships, not right. to break anything up. <laughs> I find it very challenging 
for two people to see one is business. You yeah. may want to market and promote this way. You may want to invest. You may be aggressive in spending. I may be conservative. It's mm -hmm. very hard. Nobody has to be right, but it's very hard for two people to see things right. the same way. So that that is uh, extremely another reason, urgent reason for anyone that's serious about business, mm -hmm. thinking about tightening up their structure. Absolutely. Talk to Sabine. She's a subject matter <laughs> expert in this area. Thank she you. will help you. And whatever you spend, you'll make more later because you did the right thing yes. up, <laughs> up front. Sabine, talk to us about being inspirations. Talk to us about oh. being inspirations. <laughs> So, so inspiration is is something that I do on Sundays, and I will, you know, talk talk about either a story that happened during the week or something that that comes to mind, and sort of apply scripture to it, you know, to okay. kind of help people because that's what sort of guided me throughout, you know, my time and has allowed me to sort of elevate in the way that I have, um, and it's part of my purpose. Like I yes. really feel like, you know, this is how God wants to use me to bring these two worlds together. Right, business creating, but also comes from the creator. Right? So, so you know that that that's that's what that's why I do it. Like when I first started, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm doing this inspirational stuff on you know on 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 my business page, really, and and um that vulnerability to yes. be able to share that with people. But it's been, you know, really well with, received. That's why I know it's like, it's definitely on purpose. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing. It's in line with you being, being the purpose attorney. Yes. You walk in your purpose. Um, mm -hmm. I was told a long time ago, mm -hmm. if you ever find something to do that you love, you'll never work another day in your life because mm -hmm. you would be doing it anyway. Right. So uh, definitely, um, People, please follow her. Uh, we talk about where people can find you and follow you on social media. Sure. So on Instagram, I'm Sabine underscore the purpose lawyer. That's, I guess you'll put it on the screen. <laughs> so Sabine underscore the purpose lawyer and my website, franco-lawfirm.com and on YouTube also, I'm Sabine the purpose lawyer. So Okay. Yeah. People, you have to reach out to her. Even if you're not all the way there, reach out, have a conversation. Uh, people talk to me all the time about legal matters mm -hmm. and I'm simply going to refer you, if you're anywhere within this realm, I'm going to okay. refer you to Sabine. I am a subject <laughs> matter expert in one thing. I do not try to be all things to all to all people. Mm. Uh, Sabine, I had a lot of fun doing Me this. Too. Thank you um, so much. <laughs> is there anything you want to share with people that I didn't have a chance to ask you about? Um, no, I think we, we covered it. I would just say um, you know, continue to follow your purpose. Don't stop. Don't give up, no matter the challenges that, that come that come at you. As long as it's what you desire, then you'll find a way to make it happen. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. Um, I did I did forget something. So mm -hmm. you've been sharing a lot about Women Inspiration Month. Yes. We're in March. is Women History Month. Yeah. Talk about some of the people you share and why that's important to you to elevate and uplift other women. Yeah, it's important to me because, you know, like I said, in the in the in in my coming up, I didn't see a lot of um, women of color on display and women of color achieving and, you know, being celebrated for that. And so because of all of the challenges that I know we face, we're like at the bottom of the, <laughs> right. you know, right. um, of the chain. And so I think it's important to say, hey, I see you. You're seen, mm -hmm. you're recognized, you know, um, we appreciate what you've done. And it's important for people to see um, themselves and other people who are doing phenomenal things so that you know that you're able to, to do that as well.
you know, that there's opportunity out there for you. So that's that's why I do it. <laughs> now, and, and it's great that you do it. And by the way, happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I saw you share a birthday with half my family. Really? Uh, my sister's born on your birthday. Okay. Uh, my sister-in-law's twins, they're born on your birthday. Oh, it's wow. three days before mine, so uh -huh. Pisces season. Oh, well, happy the, birthday to you, too. <laughs> to, all the, uh, to all of the Pisces yes. out there. And uh, continued success to you. Thank Keep you, walking in your purpose. Do Thank great you. things. Um, people, I hope you enjoyed this. Absolutely a full <laughs> meal from the appetizers to the main course <laughs> yes, to the desserts. <laughs> and uh, you tune this on Wine Down with Clef. Please, if you uh, would like a beverage, please pair it with the white, right wine. All right? <laughs> That's me signing off for, for now. Hope you enjoyed this. Please tune in for more with our phenomenal woman series with Wine Down with Kev. What up, Mr. Um, I would have asked, what's the hardest part of your job? How long you been doing this? Um, if you wasn't doing this, what would you be doing? Okay. And uh, poor man copyright. She talked about copyright. But poor copyright. man. Poor man copyright. Okay. I think it's important. And how important is it for young ladies? How important is it for you to reach out to young ladies so they can see a prominent woman doing things to so they can get insp get inspiration from them? How much time? Where are we at? We're at 38 minutes? A little less. We're less than 38? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to, I like everything that you said. I want to <laughs> add to it. Where we are time-wise? Those are all great questions, Dre. Dre's a girl dad. Dre has three beautiful oh, daughters. Awesome. Beautiful granddaughter, granddaughter. Uh, our friendship goes beyond this. I sponsored oh, nice. his radio show. Oh, awesome. And he used to be the one interviewing people, and he got me on his desk. So I meant to do that in the middle of it. I want to come back because those are all yeah. okay. real good things. Would you be able to cut that and throw yeah. it somewhere in the middle once we do it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, give me the five questions again. Okay. Um... What's the hardest part of your job? Okay. Because she worked hard to get to where she at and stuff. Mm. So I know it's going to be all very emotional. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You trying to take it there, Dre? <laughs> That's what he does. Dre interviews celebrities all the time. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long you been doing this? What would you, that's important. What is what would you be doing if you wasn't doing this? Okay. Okay. You know, and um, explain poor man copyright because I say it a lot and people don't understand it. Mm. I believe it'll hold you down until you actually get your copyright done. Okay. And um, you're probably gonna say something different. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then, how important is it for young ladies to hear what you have to put out to get inspiration to do what they want to do? You okay. remember that? Yep, I got everything. Okay, let me say this. Leave that alone. What's that? Putting your hands in it. How <laughs> was it here? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh my God. I, I was trying to get your attention. You just kind of, you asked a question like, yeah, and. Oh my God, Dre, you have to be kidding. I'm over here trying to get your attention. I, I never, I never looked. My bad. Okay, I'm sitting back for the rest of it. That's hilarious. It's okay. You gotta, you gotta say pineapple to me or something. We need a word. I, I don't want to say that. I'm like this. I, I missed it. She started laughing. Oh my God, I missed it. I missed it entirely. <laughs> okay. Let me get my headspace right. Um, I'm going to go hard, hard, boom, 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 boom. Okay. I got it. Calm sure. me down, Dre. Yeah, I got it. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. So, Sabine, we've been talking, we've been having some laughs, and mm -hmm. we've been talking a lot about the informative parts of being an attorney. Mm -hmm. What's the hardest part of your job? Ooh. Um, 
All right, so I inherently am a people pleaser, which is a problem, right? Okay, okay. So the hardest part of my job is understand, is one, I, 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 I begrudge when I have to give people bad news, you okay. know? So certain things, like they'll be wanting to do something, either it's business-wise or if something that we tried to register for them or something not working out the way that they want it, I have to give bad news. So that's probably like one of the hardest parts. And then the other hard part is dealing with... Um, uh, challenges of being a woman of color and dealing with like other attorneys, you know, in times when I have to do so and, you know, being respected, like commanding that sort of respect. How do you, how do you handle that? How do you navigate that space? Um, so for me, I'm not a yeller, but I am, I can be firm, you know, and so that's what I do. You know, I, I say, I say things firmly and I also let people know when they're out of line. Outstanding. <laughs> so. I, outstanding. I think mm. that's. I think that's incredible, and I think that's uh, very necessary. We're at mm. a time in our country where institution after institution and leader after leader mm. continuously is embarrassing themselves in their interactions with women, and it's mm -hmm. really, really hard <laughs> to understand or explain. Right. And. Um, I promise you this, as soon as you answer that question, your whole continent's changed. <laughs> and it was business, and people respect like that. that. Yeah. People really respect that change in your mm -hmm. continents and your tonality. Mm -hmm. it, it means the, the world. What would you say to um, young ladies, mm -hmm. maybe aspiring to go to law school and to be an mm -hmm. attorney like you? What would, uh, what would you say, what advice would you give to them? Um, you know, I would say... You know, follow your follow your heart. Don't let don't do things because you want to be who someone else wants you to be. You know, be who you are in your own skin the way you want to do it. Because I felt like what held me back a bit in my in in the beginning is that I was trying to be a lawyer. You know Got what I mean? <laughs> Rather than being Sabine the lawyer. You know what I mean? As a lawyer, Got you know? It. So don't don't fall into that pitfall of trying to fit the mold because the mold wasn't created for you. There you, you know go. what I mean? There you go. So you can certainly have the title but you can do it your own way. And there are a lot of women nowadays, you know, of color and things, um, doing it their, their own way. So I would certainly encourage that. And like when I see young people who still have the old mentality that they have to try to be something else, it pains me because sometimes it's hard to convey that message, you know? Are you are you a part of uh, any organizations or groups where you have a chance to speak to or mentor with young women? No, but I would like to be. <laughs> okay. like to so uh, be. my my people that are listening to this that are part of phenomenal organizations, yes. please, please, please and invite her, whether it's Zoom or live or you mm -hmm. simply direct them to follow her page and like her for inspiration because mm -hmm. she's posting positive information yeah. every day and they will uh, benefit from it. I know, I know two young ladies that in my community became attorneys okay, and I awesome. asked them to follow you because okay. it's a different path because what does a lawyer look like what does a lawyer <laughs> act like right. you know what does what does that mean to be like a lawyer, lawyer right. you know, what, what what does that what does that mean does that mean uh, so that's the inner turmoil right because you see 
like society shows us lawyers are white men, white mm -hmm. men. Mm -hmm. And even when I go into the court systems, like even when I first started, I would do court appearances for um, for other attorneys, and there's only like white men. And mm -hmm. like when they see saw me, I've even had judges refer to me as a defendant because they thought I was there <laughs> for a different purpose. I'm not kidding you, and it's happened on more than one occasion. And so. You, you know, the, the inner turmoil is like, I, I'm trying to be this, but I can't be this. I, I can't be a white male, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and so, um, so you, you just, and, and you're not supposed to, right? You're not, you're not supposed to, so you shouldn't think that you, you have to, but that's what, that's that's what the picture were, is. You that's, know? What, that's what the Huxtables is all about. You know, I'm gonna date myself, but you can ask the judge, were you expecting Perry Mason? You know, <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's, not who we, that's not who we have here. Right. Um, I wish uh, I was more intuitive in picking up the Claire Huxtable vibe when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely she carried the, uh, the vibe and they painted mm -hmm. a picture for us of something that we had never seen before. Correct. But here you are walking in the shoes of it. Yeah. We talked earlier about copyrights. Mm-hmm. What's the poor man's copyright? I used to help people in the music business, and uh -huh. I've heard people saying, well, if you write the song, you mail it to yourself, and it's postmarked, it's copywritten. Right. What's your, what's your feedback when my someone says that to you? So my take on that, it's not, um, it's not really a legal function, right? It doesn't give you legal protection. So like I said, when you fix it in a form that could be perceived, like writing it, recording it, et cetera, you do have a copyright. It's just about um, solidifying that protection, like filling in all the other pieces, like mm -hmm. when was it created, you know, were you the first person to create it, things of that nature. So when you register it, you have all of that and you have a stronger rights. It's called a presumption. So yes. it's presumed to be yours, okay. right, once you have that, um, that registration. So the poor man copyright, I get why people do it, and I get, you know, it does give you, okay, you do have the postmark and thing like that, so it helps, but legally, it's not really going to support your position. It's, so it's not, not going to stand up for you all the way in court, so right. people, others, do what you have to do until you can do better, Yeah. but when you're ready to do better, please reach out to Sabine. I had another <laughs> yeah. thought that, that popped in my mind along the uh, subjects that we visited earlier. We're talking about mm -hmm. um, copywriting. Poor man's will. So I'll share an experience that I have you with a client. Mm -hmm. Had a client, mm -hmm. uh, male, mm -hmm. uh, married his wife, older. I would say they got married after age 60. She okay. already owned a home. Okay. She got ill. Uh, he was taking care of her at home. And she wrote out on a piece of paper mm -hmm. that in the event of my death, I would like my home to go to my husband. Okay. That was their version of a will. Mm -hmm. um, he came to me and told me he, the answer that you already know, that it mm -hmm. didn't stand up in court okay. for a few reasons, okay. no witness. Uh -huh. So what have you come across from people who think they've written a will, but it's not actually a legal will? Yeah, so with, with wills, I mean, and different states have um, different requirements, but most states require it to, to be witnessed. So yes. you do have to have two people who are not benefiting from the will to witness this signature, you know, for the person to acknowledge that's their signature, acknowledge that's their will, and they're not being coerced and things of that nature. That Those things need to be included in the process of signing a will. It's very particular. Um, when it comes to that. So yes, it wouldn't typically stand up in court. Now, that's something that's when you write a will with you know your own penmanship, that's called a holographic will. Okay. So they can use it as evidence, you know what I mean? But to, it, they don't have to follow that. Like the court doesn't have to take it as, as law really. So 
I would say get it professionally done because there are certain things that could be left out of, out of a will that can make it difficult for your family to even pursue. So like for instance, if there's not language about um, my executor doesn't have to post a bond, right? Okay. The court may require if there's a lot of assets you know, in that estate that the family or whoever the executor is post a bond. And if that person does, is not credit worthy or doesn't have the money, they can't do it. And that's the part of the common knowledge that's missing, because most people wouldn't know what a bond is. Right. To have thought of that when they hand wrote the note. Right. Sabine, you are um, and your travels, mm -hmm. networking, you went around the country helping people mm -hmm. to focus on wealth through acquiring property. Yeah. Why is generational wealth and acquiring that wealth, why is that important to you? Oh, so, I, you know, I heard a statistic that within a couple of years, I forget, it was, it's, it's, it's soon, <laughs> that the, um, the income, median income of an African-American family is going to be zero. Mm. Right? And it's like, I think it's like 2050, but to me it's not far away. Right, right that's tomorrow. <clears throat> and so that's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. essentially people have been free for a number of years, mm -hmm. right? And so, and we're just as equal, we're just as intelligent. You know, maybe there's a lot of challenges, but there's no reason why that should be, you know? And it's because we've been kept out of information. We've been kept out of the know. And then when we find out, the rules change. <laughs> you know Absolutely. what I mean? And so it's, it's just about keeping people informed. That's one of the most valuable things that families pass on, especially families of wealth, you know, like, you know, Rockefellers and things like that, is the information. Absolutely. The connections and the information is golden. You don't even need the money, really. <laughs> How to win friends and influence people. There's a reason why the Rockefeller Center is still there a hundred years later, later mm -hmm. through the Depression, through all the highs and lows, the change in the way of thinking. Uh, let's bring it home. Yeah. How much do you think we own in terms of changing our own thinking? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> and and I don't I don't like the whole the whole victim thing, right? Um, but I do think we own a significant. Like I would say. 90 something percent of it you know because the information is there like maybe years ago you know nothing but you could do nothing you could do you just didn't know but now the everything is at your fingertips you know if you can buy fancy clothing and and jewelry and whatever you can you know afford the education because now you're not talking about only having to go to an institution to get educated you know uh i would say the same thing a little differently okay if you have a phone Mm. <laughs> you have a university in your hand. Absolutely. You can attend YouTube, YouTube University. Mm -hmm. You can go to Google Graduate School. <laughs> right. And a whole bunch of other sites. You know, you can go yeah. to Podcast College. Right. All of the information. Um, you can go to EYL. I think when my son graduates EYL next year, if he doesn't want to go to school right mm -hmm. away, I think I'm going to enroll him in EYL for a full year to get information before he decides that which way to go. Because <laughs> I think it's that Powerful. I it think is it, that powerful. I think it's that powerful. It's one of the things that I think in the pandemic that, that's changed is um, the outlook for institutions of education. If Absolutely. all the information is at your fingertips, mm -hmm. why would you postpone that and spend or incur debt right. when you can get your repetition of your experience right away? Your business partner is a marriage. A marriage, uh, being married 35 years. Awesome. <laughs> uh, marriage is two people trying to see everything as one. Mm -hmm. And that's a constant work. It doesn't stop. It's a beautiful thing. Right. 
I like that. That's a very it's nice. It's two people <laughs> trying to see it as one. Mm -hmm. And then in business, me personally, not to discourage any partnerships, right. not to break anything up. <laughs> I find it very challenging for two people to see one as business. You yeah. may want to market and promote this way. You may want to invest. You may be aggressive in spending. I may be conservative. It's mm -hmm. very hard. Nobody has to be right, but it's very hard for two people to see things right. the same way. So that that is uh, extremely another reason, urgent reason for anyone that's serious about business, mm -hmm. thinking about tightening up their structure. Absolutely. Talk to Sabine. She's a subject matter <laughs> expert in this area. Thank she you. will help you. And whatever you spend, you'll make more later because you did the right thing yes. up, <laughs> up front. Sabine, talk to us about being inspirations. Talk to us about oh. being inspirations. <laughs> So, so inspiration is is something that I do on Sundays, and I will, you know, talk talk about either a story that happened during the week or something that that comes to mind, and sort of apply scripture to it, you know, to okay. kind of help people because that's what sort of guided me throughout, you know, my time and has allowed me to sort of elevate in the way that I have, um, and it's part of my purpose. Like I yes. really feel like, you know, this is how God wants to use me to bring these two worlds together. Right, business creating, but also comes from the creator. Right. Ooh, talk about it. Don't be afraid. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. So, so you know that that that's that's what that's why I do it. Like when I first started, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm doing this inspirational stuff on you know on 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 my business page, really, and and um that vulnerability to yes. be able to share that with people but it's been you know really well was received that's why i know it's like it's definitely on purpose it's a, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing it's in line with you being being a purpose attorney yeah you walk in your purpose um mm -hmm. i was told a long time ago mm -hmm. if you ever find something to do that you love you'll never work another day in your life because mm -hmm. you will be doing it anyway right so uh definitely um People, please follow her. Uh, can we talk about where people can find you and follow you on social media? Sure. So on Instagram, I'm Sabine underscore the purpose lawyer. That's, I guess you'll put it on the screen. <laughs> so Sabine underscore the purpose lawyer and my website, franco-lawfirm.com and on YouTube also, I'm Sabine the purpose lawyer. So Okay. Yeah. People, you have to reach out to her. Even if you're not all the way there, reach out, have a conversation. Uh, people talk to me all the time about legal matters mm -hmm. and I'm simply going to refer you, if you're anywhere within this realm, I'm going to okay. refer you to Sabine. I am a subject <laughs> matter expert in one thing. I do not try to be all things to all to all people. Mm. Uh, Sabine, I had a lot of fun doing this. Me too. This. Thank you so um, much. <laughs> is there anything you want to share with people that I didn't have a chance to ask you about? Um, no, I think we, we covered it. I would just say um, you know, continue to follow your purpose. Don't stop. Don't give up. No matter the challenges that that come that come at you, as long as it's what you desire, then you'll find a way to make it happen. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. Um, I did. I did forget something. So. Mm -hmm. You've been sharing a lot about Women Inspiration Month. Yes. We're in March. is Women History Month. Yeah. Talk about some of the people you share and why that's important to you to elevate and uplift other women. Yeah, it's important to me because, you know, like I said, in the in the in in my coming up, I didn't see a lot of 
um, women of color on display and women of color achieving and you know being celebrated for that. And so because of all of the challenges that I know we face, we're like at the bottom of the, <laughs> right. you know, right. um, of the chain. And so I think it's important to say, hey, I see you. You're seen, mm -hmm. you're recognized, you know, um, we appreciate what you've done. And it's important for people to see um, themselves and other people who are doing phenomenal things so that you know that you're able to to do that as well you know that there's opportunity out there for you so that's that's why I do it <laughs> now, and, and it's great that you do it and by the way happy belated birthday oh thank you <laughs> I, I saw you share a birthday with half my family really uh, my sister's born on your birthday okay. uh, my sister-in-law's twins they're born on your birthday oh, wow. three days before mine so uh -huh. Pisces season oh well happy the, birthday to you too <laughs> to, all the, uh, to all of the Pisces Yes. out there and uh, continued success to you. Thank Keep you, walking in your purpose. Do Thank great you. things. Um, people, I hope you enjoyed this. Absolutely a full <laughs> meal from the appetizers to the main course <laughs> yes, to the desserts. <laughs> and uh, you tune this so wind down with Clav Peace. If you uh, would like a beverage, please pair it with the white right wine. <laughs> All right? That's me signing off for, for now. Hope you enjoyed this. Please tune in for more with our phenomenal woman series with Wine Down with Kev. What up, Mr. Drake? Um, I would have asked, what's the hardest part of your job? How long you been doing this? Um, if you wasn't doing this, what would you be doing? Okay. And uh, poor man copyright. She talked about copyright. But poor man. Poor man copyright. Okay. okay. I think it's important. And how important is it for young ladies? How important is it for you to reach out to young ladies so they can see a prominent woman doing things to so they can get insp get inspiration from them? How much time? Where are we at? We're at 38 minutes. A little less. We're less than 38. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna. I like everything that you said. I want to. <laughs> I want to add to it. Where we are time wise. Those are all great questions, Dre. Dre's a girl dad. Dre has three beautiful oh, daughters. Awesome. Beautiful granddaughter, granddaughter. Uh, our friendship goes beyond this. I sponsored oh, nice. his radio show. Oh, awesome. And he used to be the one interviewing people, and he got me on his desk. So I meant to do that in the middle of it. I want to come back, because those are all yeah. okay. real good things. Would you be able to cut that and throw yeah. it somewhere in the middle once we do it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, give me the five questions again. Okay. Um... What's the hardest part of your job? Okay. Because she worked hard to get to where she at and stuff. Mm. So I know it can be all very emotional. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You trying to take it there, Dre? <laughs> That's what he does. Dre interviews celebrities all the time. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long you been doing this? What would you, that's the important thing. What is what would you be doing if you wasn't doing this? Okay. Okay. You know, and um, explain poor man copyright because I say it a lot and people don't understand it. Mm. I believe it'll hold you down until you actually get your copyright done. Okay. And um, you're probably gonna say something different. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then, how important is it for young ladies to hear what you have to put out to get inspiration to do what they want to do? You okay. that? Yep, I got everything. Okay, let me say this. Leave that alone. What's that? Putting your hands in it. How <laughs> oh, was it here? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. I, I was trying to get your attention. You, just kept, you asked the question, like, yeah. And oh, my God. You have to be kidding. I'm over here trying to get your attention. 
at you. I, just, I, never, I never looked. My bad. Okay, I'm sitting back for the rest of it. That's hilarious. It's okay. You gotta, you gotta say pineapple to me or something. We need a word. I don't, I don't want to say that. I'm like this. I, I missed it. She started laughing. Oh my God. I missed it. I missed it entirely. Okay. Let me get my headspace right. Um, I'm gonna go hard part, boom, 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 boom. Okay, I got it. Count me down, Dre. Yeah, I got it. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. So Sabine, we've been talking, we've been having some laughs, and mm -hmm. we've been talking a lot about the informative parts of being an attorney. Mm -hmm. What's the hardest part of your job? Ooh. Um all right, so I inherently am a people pleaser, which is a problem, right? Okay, okay. So the hardest part of my job is understand is one I I I, I begrudge when I have to give people bad news, you okay. know. So certain things like they'll be wanting to do something, either it's business wise or if something that we tried to register for them or something not working out the way that they wanted, I have to give bad news. So that's probably like one of the hardest parts. And then the other hard part is dealing with. Um, uh, challenges of being a woman of color and dealing with like other attorneys you know in times when I have to do so and you know being respected like commanding that sort of respect how do you how do you handle that how do you navigate that space um, so for me I'm not a yeller but I am I can be firm you know and so that's what I do you know I, I say I say things firmly and I also let people know when they're out of line Outstanding. <laughs> so. Outstanding. I think mm -hmm. that's I think that's incredible, and I think that's uh, very necessary. We're at mm -hmm. a time in our country where institution after institution and leader after leader mm -hmm. continuously is embarrassing themselves in their interactions with women, and it's mm -hmm. really, really hard <laughs> to understand or explain. Right. And um, I promise you this, as soon as you answer that question, your whole continent's changed. <laughs> and it was business, and people respect like that. that yeah. People really respect that change in your mm -hmm. continents and your tonality. Mm -hmm. it, it means the, the world. What would you say to um, young ladies, mm -hmm. maybe aspiring to go to law school and to be an mm -hmm. attorney like you? What would, uh, what would you say, what advice would you give to them? Um, you know, I would say... You know, follow your follow your heart. Don't let don't do things because you want to be who someone else wants you to be. You know, be who you are in your own skin the way you want to do it. Because I felt like what held me back a bit in my in in the beginning is that I was trying to be a lawyer. You know Got what I mean? <laughs> Rather than being Sabine the lawyer. You know what I mean? As a lawyer, Got you know? It. So don't don't fall into that pitfall of trying to fit the mold because the mold wasn't created for you. There you, you know go. what I mean? There you go. So you can certainly have the title but you can do it your own way. And there are a lot of women nowadays, you know, of color and things, um, doing it their, their own way. So I would certainly encourage that. And like when I see young people who still have the old mentality that they have to try to be something else, it pains me because sometimes it's hard to convey that message, you know? Are you, are you a part of uh, any organizations or groups where you have a chance to speak to or mentor with young women? No, but I would like to be. Okay. <laughs> like to so be. Uh, my, my people that are listening to this that are part of phenomenal organizations, yes. please, please, please and invite her, whether it's Zoom or live or you mm -hmm. simply direct them to follow her page and like her for inspiration because mm -hmm. she's posting positive information yeah. every day and they will uh, benefit from it. I know, I know two 
young ladies that in my community became attorneys. Okay, and I asked them to follow you because okay. it's such a different path. Because what does a lawyer look like? What does a lawyer <laughs> act like? Right. You know, what does what does that mean to be like a lawyer? lawyer right. you know, what, what, what does that what does that mean? Does that mean uh, so that's the inner turmoil, right? Because you see like society shows us lawyers are white men white mm -hmm. men mm -hmm. and even when i go into the court systems like even when i first started i would do court appearances for um for other attorneys and there's only like white men and mm -hmm. like when they see saw me i've even had judges refer to me as a defendant because they thought i was there <laughs> for a different purpose i'm not kidding you and it's happened on more than one occasion and so you, you know, the, the inner turmoil is like, I, I'm trying to be this, but I can't be this. I, I can't be a white male, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and so, um, so you, you just, and, and you're not supposed to, right? You're not, you're not supposed to, so you shouldn't think that you, you have to, but that's what, that's that's what the picture were, is. You that's, know? What, that's what the Huxtables was all about. You know, I'm going to date myself, but you can ask the judge, were you expecting Perry Mason? You know, <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's, not who we, that's not who we have here. Right. Um, I wish I was more intuitive in picking up the Claire Huxtable vibe when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely she carried the, uh, the vibe and they painted mm -hmm. a picture for us of something that we had never seen before. Correct. But here you are walking in the shoes of it. Yeah. We talked earlier about copyrights. Mm-hmm. What's the poor man's copyright? I used to help people in the music business, and uh -huh. I've heard people saying, well, if you write the song, you mail it to yourself, and it's postmarked, it's copywritten. Right. What's your, what's your feedback when my someone says that to you? So my take on that, it's not, um, it's not really a legal function, right? It doesn't give you legal protection. So like I said, when you fix it in a form that could be perceived, like writing it, recording it, et cetera, you do have a copyright. It's just about um, solidifying that protection, like filling in all the other pieces, like mm -hmm. when was it created, you know, were you the first person to create it, things of that nature. So when you register it, you have all of that and you have a stronger right. It's called a presumption. So yes. it's presumed to be yours, okay. right, once you have that, um, that registration. So the poor man copyright, I get why people do it, and I get, you know, it does give you, okay, you do have the postmark and thing like that, so it helps, but legally, it's not really gonna support your position. It's, so it's, not, it's not gonna stand up for you all the way in court, so. Right. People, others, do what you have to do until you can do better. Yeah. But when you're ready to do better, please reach out to Sabine. I had another <laughs> yep. thought that, that popped in my mind along the uh, subjects that we visited earlier. We're talking about mm -hmm. um, copywriting, Poor man's will. So I'll share an experience that I have you with a sure. client. Mm -hmm. Had a client, mm -hmm. uh, male, mm -hmm. uh, married his wife, older. I would say they got married after age 60. She okay. already owned a home. Okay. She got ill. Uh, he was taking care of her at home. And she wrote out on a piece of paper mm -hmm. that in the event of my death, I would like my home to go to my husband. Okay. That was their version of a will. Mm -hmm. um, he came to me and told me the answer that you already know, that it mm. didn't stand up in court okay. for a few reasons, okay. no witness. Uh -huh. So what have you come across from people who think they've written a will, but it's not actually a legal will? Yeah, so with, with wills, I mean, and different states have 
um, different requirements, but most states require it to, to be witnessed. So you yes. do have to have two people who are not benefiting from the will to witness this signature, you know, for the person to acknowledge that's their signature, acknowledge that's their will, and they're not being coerced and things of that nature. That Those things need to be included in the process of signing a will. It's very particular. Um, when it comes to that. So yes, it wouldn't typically stand up in court. Now, that's something that's when you write a will with you know your own penmanship, that's called a holographic will. Okay. So they can use it as evidence, you know what I mean? But to, it, they don't have to follow that. Like the court doesn't have to take it as, as law really. So I would say get it professionally done because there are certain things that could be left out of out of a will that can make it difficult for your family to even pursue. So like for instance, if there's not language about um, my executor doesn't have to post a bond, right? Okay. The court may require if there's a lot of assets, you know, in that estate that the family or whoever the executor is post a bond. And if that person does, is not credit worthy or doesn't have the money, they can't do it. And that's a, the part of the common knowledge that's missing, because most people wouldn't know what a bond is. Right. To have thought of that when they hand wrote the note. Right. Sabine, you are um, Mm -hmm. And your travels, mm -hmm. networking, you went around the country helping people mm -hmm. to focus on wealth through acquiring property. Yeah. Why is generational wealth and acquiring that wealth, why is that important to you? Oh, so, I, you know, I heard a statistic that within a couple of years, I forget, it was, it's, it's, it's soon, <laughs> that the, um, the income, median income of an African-American family is going to be zero. Mm. Right? And it's like, I think it's like 2050, but to me it's not far away, right? Right, that's tomorrow. <clears throat> and so, that's crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. essentially people have been free for a number of years, mm -hmm. right? And so, and we're just as equal, we're just as intelligent, you know, maybe there's a lot of challenges, but there's no reason why that should be, you know? And it's because we've been kept out of information. We've been kept out of the know. And then when we find out, the rules change. <laughs> you know Absolutely. what I mean? And so it's, it's just about keeping people informed. That's one of the most valuable things that families pass on, especially families of wealth, you know, like, you know, Rockefellers and things like that, is the information. Absolutely. The connections and the information is golden. You don't even need the money, really. How to win <laughs> friends and influence people. There's a reason why the Rockefeller Center is still there a hundred years later, later mm -hmm. through the Depression, through all the highs and lows, a change in the way of thinking. Uh, let's bring it home. Yeah. How much do you think we own in terms of changing our own thinking? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> and and I don't I don't like the whole the whole victim thing, right? Um, but I do think we own a significant. Like I would say. 90 something percent of it, you know, because the information is there. Like maybe years ago, you know, nothing, but you, could do. nothing you could do. You just didn't know. But now the, everything is at your fingertips. You know, if you can buy fancy clothing and, and jewelry and whatever, you can, you know, afford the education because now you're not talking about only having to go to an institution to get educated, you know? Uh, I would say the same thing a little differently. Okay. If you have a phone, Mm. <laughs> you have a university in your hand. Absolutely. You can attend YouTube a, University. Mm. You can go to Google Graduate School. <laughs> right. And a whole bunch of other sites. You know, you can go yeah. to Podcast College. Right. All of the information. Um, 
You can go to EYL. I think when my son graduates EYL, next year, if he doesn't want to go to school right mm -hmm. away, I think I'm going to enroll him in EYL for a full year to get information before he decides that which way to go. Because <laughs> I think it's that powerful. I it think is it, that powerful. I think it's that powerful. It's one of the things that I think in the pandemic that's, that's changed is um, the outlook for institutions of education. If Absolutely. all the information is at your fingertips, mm -hmm. Why would you postpone that and spend or incur debt right. when you can get your repetition of your experience right away? Agreed. Just, 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 uh, mm -hmm. just a question, not taking anything away from uh, yeah. education. Obviously, it's open doors for me, mm -hmm. but the game is changing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say also now young people will be more equipped to see if they actually need that education mm -hmm. and they'll be able to vet the institutions. Like, what do you have to offer me? You right, know what I mean? Right. Because I have the basic. What are you going what to give me? What are you going to give? What, what, what am I getting out of this? What, yeah. is, what is saying, put in the name of your university, do for my brand, because right. your name is a brand, if you will. Exactly. You know, how, do you, <laughs> how do you elevate my brand when you can just put yourself together? I mean, hey, EYL University, Earn Your Leisure University. Yeah. They are now a university. They are now a university. I mean, anything that you could have gotten from a school, you'll get more from EYL because they're teaching you the, the know-how, you know, the, the hands-on type of um, education. And that's that's what's missing, you know, from traditional university, at least the affordable, quote-unquote affordable ones. <laughs> My, uh, I have three sons, mm -hmm. two of which have graduated college, one's getting ready to graduate high school. Mm -hmm. And the conversation I have with them from a young age is two things I wanted you to learn. Mm -hmm. One, how money works in this country. And two, how to win friends and influence people. Mm. It's more valuable than the technical things that you're, that you're going to uh, pick up. It'll take you a whole lot further. And uh, fortunately, so far, so good. Yeah, that's good. Fortunately, so far, so good. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, Sabine, that was awesome. Thank uh, you. Absolutely enjoyed this. Uh, if you haven't heard enough already, you know I am. Please follow her. <laughs> and if you have a legal need in her areas of expertise, Please contact Sabine. Mm -hmm. Sabine, why don't you close us out just with a Sabine inspiration off the top. Whatever comes to mind. Just 30 <laughs> seconds or a minute or so. Something inspirational. <laughs> All right. Um, I would say to start every day with loving yourself first. Um, say kind things to yourself because we unconsciously say not so kind things to ourselves. So we have to work twice as hard to counter that. So love you, love you, love you as much as you can. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I have nothing else to add or take away. Thank you. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Wind Down with Kev. You can find Kevin Span, the insurance guru, on Facebook at AKS Insurance, Instagram at Kevin Span underscore insurance guru, and on Twitter at Kevin Span Guru. Have a topic you would like to discuss or a guest you would like to see on the show? Send Kevin an email at kevinspan at allstate.com.